And why'd he make you so special? Why did he bless you? Think about it. I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Gotta smile when I say that shit. So my grandpa and I were having a pretty good conversation, honestly, so I decided to put the recorder on and make it a timeless conversation. And, well, you, you want to start with what we were talking about before? With um, You asked me a question and then I, I didn't answer the question because I said, let's just do a podcast instead. Probably had to do with getting drunk one night and going out and karate the next night. Well, you, you said you said on top of like all of like the activities I do, like all the workouts, and uh, I started jujitsu this summer, and soccer, and boxing, and all that stuff. Like that, plus the fact that you uh, you don't eat bad food. You you gotta. Yeah, I try to stick away from I sugar. I don't see somebody that won't eat sugar, very little salt, don't even eat egg whites or egg. Egg yellow, yeah, the yellow part of the egg. You don't eat that. I cannot see you going out and getting drunk. Right, right. Because that's the opposite of what what you do your whole life. Right, yeah. You know, that's just the opposite. You're pretty right too. I've been I pretty I've been pretty health conscious for a while. I mean, I haven't had McDonald's since third grade. And when I when I went to McDonald's and got it for third grade, it was against my will. Like I didn't have a choice. Because we were stopping for a bus. It was like a ODP, which stands for Olympic Development Program. Um, which, not that I was going to the Olympics or anything. It was just like a, bo- uh, uh, a bus going up to Rockford, Illinois and, for like a regional camp thing. And we stopped at McDonald's, like my bus, the Missouri bus. We all stopped at McDonald's. And I had no choice on what to eat, so I got a salad. And that was the last time I've eaten McDonald's, and that was in third grade. Really? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So I guess you're right. I, I have been health conscious for a while, so why, why would I go out drinking? I, I, think, I think for that exact reason is why I limit my consumption so much, and I take into consideration the opportunity cost when I do that. And like I said earlier, like to be completely real with you, 95% of the time, I hate being hungover more than I like being drunk. So typically, I will only drink for special occasions. So like a special occasion might include like a birthday, a good friend's birthday, maybe New Year's. Uh, I don't know, maybe Halloween. Uh, I don't know, all these things. But that doesn't necessarily mean that it's a guarantee that I am going to drink. Like like my birthday, I stayed in. I actually passed out at like 8.30 p.m. on my birthday a few a few days ago. Like I just, I was just like worn out from like a long day of school and like just decided to, I'm like, I'm like, I don't feel like doing anything tonight. So like it's, it's not like, like those things guarantee that I do go out and drink because like I said, like most of the time I like in I just don't I don't find alcohol that amusing. It's temporary gratification for and you're pretty much I, I, I heard a quote about alcohol the other day and I agree with it hundred percent. It was I'm trading tomorrow's happiness no no I'm trading tomorrow's something about trading tomorrow for tonight's happiness and that's all it is. Like you get you get a you can get pretty good nights. I mean, it's no guarantee or anything, but 
but at what cost, you know? Yeah. And to be completely real with you, and I think a lot of people would agree with you, college kids or whoever, any any male, but majority of the reason that I go out is, like, for girls. I mean, like, that's just what it is. You want to talk to some girls? It's it's a... I don't know. And at least in college, it's probably the best way to like just meet girls, for sure. I want I want uh, I wouldn't date a girl that was getting drunk. I I wouldn't care about one or two beers or something like that. But if I went to a party and I I liked this really liked a girl and she was and, and she was talking to me, everything was perfect. Right. But the next thing you know, she's had like eight beers, and and she from that point. Probably not making a lot of sense, you know. Right, laughing, right. Laughing when it's nothing's funny and and see, I don't know. I when I was in the Air Force, I went to a party one time, and of course everybody was drinking. Darcy and I were there over in Italy, and uh, which would these are all American soldiers in Italy drinking. American soldiers. Okay. And. and uh, they were all they were all drinking, I guess probably beer, and we just had sodas, you know, and and we had as much fun as they did. Guess what? Happened? I don't even drink soda, by the way. Guess what happened? <laughs> I don't even know if we had soda either, but I don't know. Right, right. You had you had some non-alcoholic drink. I probably didn't have anything, cause we didn't need anything. At some level, people are not secure in their in themselves, so. They go out and do what everybody else is doing, which is drinking beer. And maybe a lot of things that I don't even know about, like whiskey. And you drink beer all night, you'll have a hangover, but it'll last, it probably wouldn't last more than four or five hours the next day. See, I don't know, I'm just guessing. But if you drink, if you drink scotch and uh, whiskey uh-huh. very long, I, I don't have a clue what you're gonna wake up Next day. True, true. I mean, uh, that's like three percent alcohol, maybe. And I've, Grandpa, I've had, I've had hangovers that literally lasted me from like the entire day. Like the next night at eleven p.m., I was feeling terrible. Like going into the second day, I didn't feel that great. The second day, as, as skinny as you are with money, I don't see you out giving. Was it five bucks for for a little bit of whiskey? Well, whenever I go to the bars, I typically would drink like at my house and then call a sober driver and get them to get me to the bars just because, like you said, I'm more frugal. Unless it's like buying like a friend to drink or a girl a drink or I decide to have a drink at the bar. But typically what I've done as I've gotten older is I'll drink more early in the night and then whenever I actually get to the bar, I order waters and I just drink water at the bar. So then that actually eliminates the hangover and... I don't get too drunk to where I'm regretting it the next day, regretting any of my decisions, regretting how I feel the next day, or any of that. I mean, well, I, I when I look at you, I, I think um, when I look at me and, and you, I think we have a lot of traits that are the same. Oddly similar. When I, when I went out with people that were drinking, in my mind, I can make anybody that has a sense of humor. I can make them laugh. Three, four, or five hours in a row. Right. Just by, just by stuff. The key to the key to being funny is mostly exaggeration. If you take something and just blow it out of, you know, like I've heard I, 
One of the things that I tell people is, I'm so old that I struck out Jesus in a baseball game. Most people, if they've never heard that before, if they have a sense of humor, they're going to laugh. Right, right. I knew that all, I knew that all night long on different things, you know? I agree. I, I said, Exaggeration is important with humor. And yeah, it, exaggeration. The delivery of the exaggeration has to be executed pretty efficiently as well. And I could go to a party, everybody else is drinking, drunk, whatever, and I probably would have more of them giggling and laughing than anybody there that was drunk. Respect. Yeah, it's it's that as far as they knew, you could be drunk. Like when Christian went to college, she said when when they, when she said when me and me and uh, her, her, her buddy, Christian's uh, his daughter. FYI. Yeah, Christian's my daughter. Eat crap and die. Christian's my daughter and. <laughs> You know Hannah. Yeah, Hannah, her, her best friend at the time. Since the second grade. Since the second grade. And they grade. still are their best friends. They're 40 years old, you know. Right. She, she just turned 40. Christian was 40 back in June, but um, Olivia. What, who? Yeah, now you're, now you're just hopping around. I can't, I just can't think so. Her, Christian's best friend, anyway. Turned 40 in the... September 3rd. You know why I know that? Why? Because I coached their soccer team for about second grade to the ninth grade. Oh, so you guys would always celebrate her birthday, I guess? No, but somewhere along the line, <laughs> they fought, they, we got away from soccer. And we got all these forms we had to fill out. Uh-huh. And they, 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 they had this meeting, and they took all the soccer thing, took all the fun out of it. Now all of a sudden you gotta you gotta go go over here and have everybody try out for your team, and you weren't allowed to take the ones that you had last year. It's really stupid. That makes no sense. I got in trouble one time because I, we were walking across the field and I looked at one boy and I said, "Man, I hope I get you on my team." That's all I said to him. Uh huh. They they it's like it's like a court, like a courthouse. They put me in front of a judge almost. No know? way. And uh, wait, 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 what age group? Are we talking like nine-year-old girls right now? No, this, this is when I was doing the boys. Yeah, but still, how old are these boys? Twelve. Ten to twelve, probably eleven, twelve. That is absolutely bananas. When I I started coaching when Scott and bananas Kirk, they were eight years old. That's, uh-huh. that's the year SCCYSA started, nineteen seventy-eight. They were eight years old, and uh, so everybody picked their own team. We just picked the kids that lived close together and their friends and all that, you know. Right. Well, like three, four years later, maybe around 12, it was like a select team. You had to go out and invite everybody in. Yeah, I was going to say, because that typically gets rewarded now. Like you said, like then you would get thrown in front of a jury. Like, I don't know if you're very familiar with St. Louis soccer at the moment and just soccer in general around the country, but, I mean, St. Louis soccer has gotten an extreme rate of it's just recruiting, recruit, 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 
and like, like the teams like Gallagher and Fuse, I mean, they're they're constantly like, I mean, that's a huge problem. They're just picking the best players off these other smaller they've been, teams. They've been there for a long time. Right, right. But I mean, ultimately, what it is is that St. Louis is going to be competing with other cities like Milwaukee, Chicago, uh, Los Angeles. These these bigger cities typically than St. Louis. So what we got to do, and other cities are doing as well is recruiting the best players from our area or the area around us and just putting the best team together that we possibly can to represent St. Louis. So, I mean, it makes sense. And then ultimately from there, we got to do the exact same process with the United States and put on the best team yeah. we can put. Yeah, that, that kind of, if you take a, a mini portion of that, that's kind of where we were. We, we started that 19-whatever it was. Right. 1982, maybe. Would you want to talk about the evolution of soccer? Not, a, not to interrupt you either. Like, I, like just I like, because I would love to hear your perspective. Because you helped start Skysa, which is the St. Charles Youth Soccer Association. You were one of like, you went to the founding meeting of that, right? Yeah. Which is still a running organization. I was the vice president. It's a recre. It's a recreational organization that doesn't really do much. Like it's not really high level. It's re yeah. It's recreational. It's not high level competition. But still, you were a founding father. That's extremely cool. Yeah, the, I think the second year, uh, I went out. Um, I don't. Not sure how it happened, but I just said, okay, I, I want to be vice president, and uh, I beat the. A close friend of mine who was extremely popular, and I'll tell you about him in a second, but he was uh, extremely popular, and I, I think I beat him by one vote, from what I remember, one vote. So I was vice president for one year, okay, and then another year was something else. So I went to all the meetings, and um, it just took us from 1978 we had uh, maybe under under eight. We had two years. Kurt and, Kurt and Scott were on the same team. Curtis is nine months older than Scott. Okay. Born. Uh, Kurt, Curtis is in November. In fact, his birthday is just a few days from now, November seventh. So later on, when he got to be twelve years old, they went back to one team. We had enough teams that we could go under 12, under 13, under 14, under 15. I lost Curtis. Oh, wow. Best player in St. Charles County by far. Right. I told you this many, many times. There was nobody that could stay anywhere near him. Uh -huh. Now, later on, when he got about 14, there was a few other kids that would, would give him, diff played different positions, but Kurt was always in the middle. Right. Because we, wouldn't, we never won, we never lost a game hardly. We were like, what, two and a half years without losing the game? I think we tied one. It's impressive. We tied one once. Well, that's still undefeated. A tie, I mean, it's still undefeated. Undefeated is you know just not we, losing. You know why we tied again? I did not. The, uh, my left, left forward uh, kid was extremely good, and he would almost score every game. You know? Oh, didn't he not show up one game? That's right. His mother, he 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 disobeyed his mother, so she kept him from the game. And uh, <laughs> he didn't show up. We, I think we tied zero zero because he wasn't there to score a goal for us, right. you know. And I like two and a half years, and one tie, and that's because of not the best player. Curtis was. I I 
when I talk about that, I can't emphasize it enough how much farther ahead that he was than anybody in the league. Right. Until he got about 12 or 13 or 14, you know, and then there were some other kids coming along. Yeah, it's really cool to see, like, little kids dominate at that level. I've always found it really cool. You know what happened? This guy came in from California, and he knew all about soccer. Uh, he had something to do with the soccer league out there, so he joined the league here. And, of course, he's, uh, this is when you had to pick people. You had to pick people. You know? Right. Was California at the time a little bit further in their evolution? Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, okay. No, it's well, out. Cali it's soccer now is nice. Cali soccer is the best in the country, at least whenever I was playing. I mean, they, they on Got Soccer, which is like the soccer rankings – they were always, uh, they always at, were at the top of the table. Like they, they would have like consistently, like two or three teams in the top ten of the nation, which is where, where is that from? Uh, California, like like St. We like St. Louis might have one. Chicago might have well, one. Well, it's seventy years every day in California, so they play they play year round. Yeah, yeah. And always have. Now they do here too, but you still get snowed out a lot of times here. And this plane can't. Yeah, they had, they definitely had some uh, geographical advantages oh, over yeah. us. They they. Uh, we were kind of limited anyway, in the winter. This guy came in, guy came in and uh, and so he he put together a team of like under fourteen, and I, I was under thirteen. Okay. So I got Scott, and he he selected Curtis. We played against them once, even though we were under thirteen, they were under fourteen. Right. They beat us two to nothing. I walked across, and the coach came up to me and he shook said, your own son's hand. <laughs> no, the coach. I went, I went across okay. the field, and he said to me, "He said that you had just given us the best game we have ever played ever." No, uh, yeah. He's, uh, of course, he, they were killing everybody else. Why? Right. Because they had Curtis in the middle of the field. And then he had some. He had a, he had a son. Honestly, had two sons. I that. would love to see like the competition back then versus now. To to be honest, I don't think there's any. I I don't think there's any uh, comparison really. There 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 isn't any. Yeah. Why? Because now you got ten thousand kids trying to get on one team. Right. Back right. And we were we were lucky to have a league. And like in uh, under eight. Couldn't call it under eight. Just they were eight years old. First year they played, I think maybe we might have had at most eight teams in our league, and that was two two years, like seven and eight years old, maybe eight and nine years old. So would, later on, it would be called under nine because we had a we had two years. That took you had to get two years of kids to get eight teams. Think about that. You had to have. Under eight and under nine get together and come up with, uh, let's see, 15 times. We usually had 15 on the team. We didn't go up to 21 or 22 like you like could. Right. The kids got to play a lot, you know. I mean, you had four subs. The kids playing a whole lot. But uh, I don't think I ever went below, uh, above because I wanted the kids to play. If they're sick. That's fine. You stay home. Somebody else plays the whole game or something, you know. Right, right. But I imagine Curtis played the whole game, every game. I can't imagine taking him out for any reason. And we went two and a half seasons without losing him. Now, a season is 
fall is one season spring it's not like two years right right two years i mean either one's impressive either one's yeah. impressive fall and spring that's two and then i guess i lost the game i don't ever remember losing the game really no but i mean it, it's it's so interesting to me like like where the U.S., the United States as a country, as a soccer country, where we were in our evolution for soccer, and what, what year was this that you're talking about? Like when Skysa was founded? 1978. Because 1978. Wow, that's extremely recent. That's extremely recent. I mean, like, like that's in 1978 this country was still in its adolescent stages of soccer even in, in even in the 90s like the MLS wasn't founded St. Louis. until the 90s not St. Louis how you can go back to the 1950s in St. Louis right right St. yeah one of whatever you call in the country you want they won the whole country yeah I, I remember watching some documentary on that team 52 or 56 somewhere around in there they yeah they but I, I'm talking like on an like like to where we're actually starting to develop our youth like we were still in our adolescent premature stages of that even in the 70s like the the growth has been extremely exponential since i mean like like my mom she wasn't even a bit she didn't even have the opportunity to play like i, I don't know when the growth really has taken off your mother played she did play one year all right that's besides the facts whatever but like, like the, the, we are really as a country, and I can only talk about St. Louis because that's the area I know the best. But the the growth that I've seen in my lifetime is absolutely insane, and I'm a firm believer that the United States national soccer team is going to be one of the greatest in a few. In I don't know how much time. I think twenty years time might they didn't be enough. Make it this year, did they? they didn't make it this year, but I'm extremely, extremely optimistic. I bet the girls make it. They won't be in for another five years. Christian Pulisic, which is our huge stud right now, I'm extremely optimistic for his future. He's playing for Borussia Dortmund. Uh, he's 19 years old right now, so his first World Cup, assuming they qualify for the next one, which I don't see any reason they wouldn't. But then again, I didn't see any reason they wouldn't this time. Uh, he'll be 24 for that. Our U17 team's apparently killing it right now. Apparently our U21 team's killing it. Not that that makes much of a difference, but I, I think we're just going to have a whole re, like a whole new generation come on, and I think they're going to work some magic in this next World Cup. And even if it's not that World Cup, it's going to be in the future. I just think, I think the U.S. has economically we're there we have the funds we have the money to support good soccer players we have the population yeah we're the third largest country in the entire world uh we we're extremely athletic country i mean look at us in the olympics we win it consistently we have the best leagues we have the best hockey league the best football league even though football is really only here uh the best baseball league even though that's only here nba and not only here Japan, where else? Yeah, they have Japan. Um, it's not. It's not very popular though. It was founded in the U.S. and it kind of stayed in the, the U.S. Cardinals had a guy from um, their pitcher. Well, yeah, like Cuba, and like or like Dominican Republic and Cuba. Those two places are extremely. But but anyway, and the U.S. I think is down there. Like this. This is the example I like to use the most. So when I started high school which was 2010. So 2010, it's 2017 right now. So 
Oh, at the end of 2017. So let's just say eight years total, which is really weird to think about, by the way. But anyway, when I first started high school, I don't remember there being a single turf field in all of St. Charles County, which in, includes probably about 10 high schools. Granted, that's only St. Charles County. Like, like the pretty much like the nice private schools or like a richer school would have a turf soccer field. Now, every single high school in St. Charles County has a turf field. Plus, there are probably, just in this county alone, I don't even know how many soccer fields, and a lot of them being turf now. Like, like, like my point with that being said is I had a very strong desire to improve upon my weaknesses and make my strengths even stronger, and I was always constantly working outside to be the best player I could be. But I was extremely limited on where I could play because when I was in high school, the, my entire time throughout high school, there weren't turf fields within like 20 minutes of me. So I would just drive to a grass field and I'd spend hours there just practicing on whatever I needed to work on uh, up at these this local church by my house. And granted, they had pretty nice they they had pretty nice uh, grass fields, and I was extremely grateful for that and whatnot. But Right now, within 10 minutes of my house, there are one, two, three, four, five. There are five turf fields within within well within 10 minutes of my house. Wow! Like how how is how insane is that? Like even even my senior year of high school, just four years ago, there was not a single one, and now there are five. And when I say five. They're actually like like two of those every two of those school, fields. Every school has it. Yeah, all three of the high schools by me, which that new. Uh, what am I saying? Uh, all three of the high schools have one, and then there are two in the Winsfield fields, and then there are like three new fields that popped up just this year. Yeah, like it's insane. So like, with that being said, I'm extremely extremely optimistic with how the U.S. is going to. Because they, these these kids growing up, they're gonna have better training, uh, and they're gonna have better resources than than like I mean, obviously me and anybody to come before me that played the game will have, and that's just St. Louis. You can only imagine where else it's blowing up around the country. So I, I don't know how popular turf is becoming. I'm extre- I'm assuming it's becoming extremely popular, but I hate it myself. You hate it compared to good grass, yeah. Oh, I prefer anybody prefers good grass. I mean, uh, I've yeah. seen so many games where you make a perfect pass, and and the person you pass it to can't get to it before it goes out of bounds. That started with turf. With turf, I don't care how 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 you make your turf, all this stuff. The kids cannot get used to it. Even if they grew up on a turf, they still pass the ball too fast. No matter how good they are, the kid, somebody always chasing it, and it goes out of bounds. That's not soccer to me. I disagree unless it's raining. Now, you're if the, it's raining, I agree with you 100%. You're the only one I, I know that could, if you pass the ball 50 yards, it'll never get out of bounds, and it'll be within a foot of the, of the line. But yours go out, didn't go out of bounds because you 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 had a left foot. You're on the left side, uh-huh. and most of the time you just go right straight down the line. Well, most people can't do that. They'll, yeah, I did have a very bizarre talent of doing that. I like, 
I've always I'm kind of convinced because I've seen in Milena. I'm kind of convinced my cerebellum is a little bit like overdeveloped compared to other people because crossing was definitely a strength of mine, and so was it for Milena. Like, and I could like scoop the ball. I could still do it, but I, and I'm I'm not trying to feed my own narcissism here. There are a lot of people that can cross better than me. There are a lot of people better than me at soccer in general, but. Like, I, I did have a very just natural talent for being able to put the ball where I want it. And yeah. I, I still, to this day, like, and I... Not just the passes. Well, it's a pass when you when you hit the 40 yards. And it hits a guy on the knee. You know, not a knee, but a foot. Right. I'm saying you, I'm saying you give the right, the right defender, the, like I call them inside right, when you have four forwards. You know, you got an inside right and inside left. Usually you'd give the ball to that inside left or the middle, depending on if they had three or four people up there. And it would literally land on their foot, and they'd be running. Which I think most of that is just being like a like a advanced soccer player and like perfecting my craft. But you're right. Like even even at the level I played at, not very many people could do that. Mm-mm. Like I was I was not a ton. But on the on the contrary, though, there are a ton of people as well that can do it and stuff. Like, I mean, Mark Relic was also really good at that. Yeah, there, yeah. there are a lot of like other really like good people at that too. But it, it's cool. Like, I, I I like that aspect of sports. How you you start to figure yourself out a little bit more. You start to find yourself more, and you start to figure out what your weaknesses are. You start to figure out what your strengths are. And I think that's not just the aspect of how much confidence sports have given me, but more so like. I, I think it's cool how you can you can apply those concepts to the real world. Like, there's a hidden truth within my work ethic in soccer that I think is going to carry over to my career as well. And that's like just the aspect of finding your strengths, playing to your strengths, finding your weaknesses, and kind of not exposing them. You know, like kind of keeping them more on the DL and and. Not to mention finding somebody that can compensate for your weaknesses and you can compensate for theirs. Yeah, Milana's really good at that too. She's in the middle. Right. So she passes different places, but they're just they're just right on. She's a great passer. She's come yeah. along as a soccer player for sure. That's uh But I whenever I went and watched her play and saw how good of a passer she was, and like she could like like you don't talk about when I say a scoop, right? Like you, what I'm referring to when I say a scoop in soccer, because it's not a very uh, familiar. I, I may have just made the term up completely, but I will put my foot, and Milena can do this well too. And I, this is something I like learned, and I've just been good at from a young age. With very like with minimal practice, I I just picked it up. I had a knack for it, and I was found it kind of weird how. But I'm I'm convinced that it's something genetically either inherited or ge- like just something genetic. I I, I don't know. But um, what I'm referring to when I say scoop in soccer is I get my foot underneath the ball. Typically when the ball is stationary, that's when it's easier. And I say there's somebody in between me and my teammate. uh, And they're a little bit, they're like close to me. They're coming on. I will put my ball, or not my ball, I will put my foot underneath the ball and just simply just scoop it up and it'll go like straight up in the air, but it'll land right on my teammate's foot. Or not right on, but it'll it'll land on my teammate. That uh, what, what's shocking? Not shocking, but what's uh, unusual, I guess, is because 
the guy on across the field is always running toward the net, which means that you got to know pretty much how fast that guy's going. Of course, if you get in front of him, I don't remember him having to stop and, and like your ball is always in front of them. They didn't have to stop and wait till they got there. It seemed like they just kept moving, maybe not full blast uh -huh. running, but they could keep moving without having to stop and say, oh crap, there he's 10 feet off, you know. You'd be like within one foot almost. Yeah, that's... Where that guy's going to be like five seconds from now, you know. That's definitely a timing thing, and I think that that kind of plays on a like, few other sports, like, like football, you know, it's the same It's the same deal with like a quarterback yeah. timing the run of his wide receivers. Like, it's just something you get good at over time as far as that. And then when, like, and then once you, once you have an accurate cross that you can put where you want it, you can just kind of naturally start to read that, that person's speed, that run, you start to like almost calculate it in your head. Which it, it's hard to do. Like I, I I'm not 100 percent. Nobody's 100 percent. I I mess it up all the time. Still to this day, like whenever I play with my friends and stuff. Did you ever, where you where you are now? When you were in the ninth grade, I think some some people wanted you to play on the football team as a kicker. I think so. Football, when you say when you say some people, it sounds like you're implying like the football coach was like hit me up, like knocking on my door every day, like. No, I'm. Mean, no, I, I think it was somebody. just my mom. I think my mom. My mom was pushing it a little bit, or my dad, or somebody. I the impression that somebody on the team was was kind of encouraging you to go. And you told me I can't believe it to this day, but you you were telling me when you're in ninth grade you could kick the ball 45 yards. I just don't believe that. I do remember in the ninth grade I went out and because uh, I I couldn't kick as far. Like I I had like an average kick. Like as far as like kicking strength, forty-five yards is not an average kick on a football field. Yeah, maybe maybe a little bit of. Well, I, at the level I was playing at, I probably had, I probably had about an average, maybe maybe a little bit above, maybe maybe I don't know, but uh, no no. What I think what it was is in the ninth grade, it was wet outside, and my I went out in uh, like tennis shoes. Lake Lakewood, California. This is drug dealer. You better right take up. that. This is drug dealer. Hello. What up, California? What's going on? <laughs> um, not too much. This is Charnay Johnson from an independent research firm. We're interested in people's opinions and experiences regarding health care, and your participation in this study is very important. We're not selling anything. Our questions are for research only, and your answers are strictly confidential. This call may be monitored for quality assurance. Are you still there with me? Yeah, and what, what kind of questions are you talking about? I don't answer very many questions for anybody. Are you done? No, I... Nothing. Is, is there nothing, a reason to Is there a reason why I don't give my private information out to strangers? No, not... No, not private any... No private information. We're not looking for any... Um, we're not selling anything, so we're not looking for no credit cards, debit cards, or anything like that. Um, so we're just, this is just for opinions for the national campaign to prevent teen and unplanned pregnancy. Teen unplanned pregnancy. Yes. I've got a solution this for them. Yeah, I've, I've thought about what, that a lot. I've got a solution for them. What? what? Stop having sex. And, I, and I'm a hundred percent, and I'm a hundred percent. That's what I believe in. 
I, I follow a lot of I follow a lot of activity. I'm, I'm retired, so I have a lot of time on my hands. I, I follow a lot of this kind of stuff. Uh, there, there's a at the political level, there, there's one group of people. Uh, I guess it would be the Democrats, and the other people would be Republicans. But one of them says that uh, if you work for somebody, they they have to give you help. They have to give you uh, birth control. And the other side says. Uh, uh, they shouldn't do that because well, you know what? It, it, it's funny that you said that because in this poll, um, oh, there's um, those types of questions in here as well. Well, uh, my view is that uh, if I if I own a large company and I was and I am a very religious person, so I would refuse to I would refuse to do that myself. And no amount of no amount of lawsuits or anything else would change my mind. And I think that the uh, the liberals, the uh, Democrats, I guess mostly in, in that group, they kind of think that if you want if you want to have an abortion, I should pay for it. If I was if I was the if I was the owner of my business, and uh, I know that uh, I think that. That nun uh, group, I forget the name of that group, but Obama was going to charge them like a million dollars a day trying to so force them to do that. Your, so could you see why your opinion matters? Uh, I'm here with my grandson right now, and we're, and we're doing them. We're doing some stuff. I could okay. answer, I'll take five questions, and I'll answer those, and then that should be enough. Okay, well, that won't be enough. How about I'll call you back at a different time? Okay, that's cool. Okay. Have a good day. Good. You're in California, I guess, huh? You're in California? Uh-huh. Yes. So it's really only uh, 7 o'clock in California, I guess. Yes. It's 9 p.m. here. Okay, call me some other okay. time. Okay, I will do that. Thank you so much. Have a nice night. Okay, bye. First time I've ever done that. <laughs> I get calls from all over the country. <laughs> and I, yeah, here's what I like to do. You were giving her. Hello. Hang on. It's like, it's like. Oh, oh I thought you were gonna end it. You, you had fun with her though. You were, you were kind of finessing, Grandpa. Did that go into here? Yeah, that was all. I, I, I was holding it up to you. That's why I, I was holding it up to your uh, mouth so you, you could hear her See, better. Like that, I could talk her. I could, I could ruin her life. <laughs> if she's a. Of course, all she's going to do is answer the ask questions. Right. She's not about to argue with somebody like me. Oh no, no, she was not getting confrontational. She was not voicing her own opinions yeah. whatsoever. Yeah, and she said, "See, what you say? See how valuable it, it is, or something that 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 we might want to talk to you." Yeah, she was she was somewhat persuasive. I got to give that to her. Yeah, I, I uh, years ago, ten years ago. I would have, I would have bought something from her, even if she wasn't selling something. You know, right? That's I, I, I totally changed the last few years. I, yeah, telemarketers I'm are as, bad. I'm not as nice as I used to be, and because uh, when I my TV, it's gone twice this week. Well, you, well, you've adapted. You adapted to this world, and I'm sure you get more calls than I do. I'm, I'm sure your age answer, gets. I don't answer most. Right. I answer them sometimes, just in case. Usually, it's just BS. It's like well, any anybody calling me from out of state, they they either want money, 
Right. It's a, it's a lot of health healthcare stuff. They want they want to come into my house and give me and give me some. I just had to be married to a woman that doesn't let anybody in her house. You're lucky to be in here in her house. She's going to come home and run you out. Because she is uh, extremely um, private about this house. If I brought Mick Shannon in this house, because when he drives, he comes and lets me off right outside. If I told me, I, a lot of times I said, hey, Mick, let's go around the back and I'll show you all my crap back there. She get mad. I did it once too a long time ago. He just wanted to see the pool like ten years ago, I guess, you know. Not to cut you off, but I think she is she fine. The dog might Snickers might puke. I don't know. She seems like she seems like she's uh I think she's uh she's cool. She's cool. She's licking her lips. I mean it's good. If your grandma finds out the dog to pee in the place, she's gonna she'll take him home tonight. Let's not talk about it anymore, because anything <laughs> anything we say from here on out, Grandpa's evidence. Oh, still, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's still recording. Oh, look at Charlie doing her little downward stretch. She's so cute. You want to end this? You yeah. want to talk about one more topic, or you just want to end it? I don't, it's up to you. I don't, I don't care. I can flabber all night. I'll let you. I will let you not sit on a hard surface so that your butt can sit on that <laughs> soft couch over there. Oh, <laughs> no joke. Anybody still listening? I thank you and I appreciate you. But this this man I am talking to right now, my grandpa, he cannot sit on I weigh any hard surface. I weigh 148 pounds. How much did you weigh 10 years ago? 190. So you've lost 50 pounds, probably 50 pounds of muscle. I let, the worst ever with clothes on and everything was like 192. And that's probably seven or eight years ago. But over, the last, over the last, say, five years, I've lost 40 pounds. Well, wow. Maybe 30. Maybe 30. Okay. I'm 200 right now. I don't know if you believe it. Are you 200? Yeah. You were 200 last time you came. Yeah. 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 You were. I've been 200. I, I gained like 10, 15 pounds of muscle this year. I can still run a 16-15 mile, which that was my last mile. I've been running a ton since that. So I think... I think I might be down at the fives now. I don't know. I don't know. That's... Mine, I, mine's getting dangerous because the other day, I, every time I take a shower, which is not every day, because yeah, I don't, I don't take showers. <laughs> the truth comes out. There's no, there's no point in it. You know, I'm just sitting in a house, walking around the house. You know, if I go outside and work or do that or or go to play golf or something like that, then I take a shower. But if I take a shower and then the next night or the next morning. I look around and say, "What am I gonna do today? Nothing." Right, right. I don't see any. Well, do you ever? In fact, you're not supposed to wash your hair every day. Yeah. You're not supposed to do that. I don't wash my hair every time I shower. I I, like sometimes I'm like, I don't really think I need to. In fact, I've I've heard people say you shouldn't take a shower every day because it. The oils in your skin. The oils in the skin and, and a lot of other stuff on your skin. You're just washing it off. Okay. Now. But Melania so, Bailey and all that will go nuts when they, if they heard something like that. How much can you shower? Like, like how much do you shower in a week? Not how much how can many you times, shower? Times you mean? Yeah. Well, I don't. I don't know. So, I just want to. I just want to. Like, I'm gonna judge whatever you say. Just so you know. Oh, I don't. Sometimes it depends on my dirty. <laughs> you know. And dirty, I'm just messing with you. I'm just dirty messing with to, you. Dirty to me means 
going out back or up front and bending down and cutting weeds and dragging them up the hill. No, I agree there. with you though. Like if you, if you like plan on like just sitting around all day watching TV or like like doing or doing whatever, like having like a chill day. Then what? What is the what is the reason besides? Have you ever taken like a shower for mental clarity? Mental clarity. Mental clarity. Yeah. Like, like, like I've like okay. For example, I've woken up and kind of felt like a little like bummy, like like um, a little sluggish that morning. So, and and a little gross, like on the exterior, like my face might feel like my forehead might feel kind of oily or something. So. What I would do is just hop in the shower, take a real quick shower for like mental clarity before I go study or something, or go read or whatever. I don't. I've never heard of that, but uh, yeah, if you're active, uh, one shower, no more than every other day. But if you're working out and all this kind of stuff, and you obviously you're sweaty and all that stuff, yeah, I, I don't. I mean, when I, went, when I worked every day, I took a shower every morning. I'd just get up, we'll take a shower and go to work. Right, right. That's just what you did, you know. But. Times have changed. Shower habits have changed, Grandpa. I don't go to work every day. Now. Yeah, I shower like that, once a month, maybe. I don't know how many people are going to stay here tonight. If they don't take some showers tonight, there won't be enough water in the morning for six people. Well, I'm not staying here. My dad, my dad and I are both staying at the farm. Well, you got me, Darce, and three more. Ron and two kids. Well, that's your problem. So what's that? No, actually, we, we don't know where we're sharing. I'm good on a shower. So that's five people. So five people get up in the morning and try to take a shower. The last two or three, they're not going to get any. Because women can't just take a five-minute shower. They got to go in there for like 30 minutes. Oh, Milena, Milena's like a 45. They, it's got to use all the water out. <coughs> all the hot water. Here's a solution to that. Shower tonight. That's exactly what At I At least said. half of them need to shower tonight. That's always a solution, man. Do you think a woman is... Life hack. You think a woman is going to do something that I tell them to do? Uh, it's already after 9 o'clock. They won't be home probably until 11. I'm going to guess the answer is No. But they've been, working, a, they've been working all day. They should take a shower. They're going to be stinky. Right. Now, I take my showers in the morning. So if I get up, I'm not necessarily going over there at 6 o'clock in the morning. Right, right. I mean. No, you do, you, Grandpa. You're not, you're not even. I mean, you're, anything you do is a favor that I can only thank you for. Your, your father. Wait, you're kind of getting away from the mic. I didn't realize you were still... I thought you'd shut that thing down. Alright. Here's the sign-off. If you're still listening, I appreciate you, like I said earlier. Uh, yeah, this has been another episode. I believe it's episode number 16, I want to say. I think I think it's 16. I don't know. Not with me. I'm 16, maybe. No, I haven't done 16 with you. I, start, I actually built a studio in my basement of my house down at school. Really? Yeah. So like me and my buddies will just go down there and uh, I've only had one or yeah pretty much we only did it one night so far but they're they're about it they enjoy it and I I keep I keep telling them the only goal of this podcast is to have a good conversation which I'm kind of tentative to even say I want to have a good expectation because whenever you put the adjective good in front of conversation it kind of creates like an expectation so I I think I might start saying I was thinking about this on the way here. 
I think I might start saying I want to have a conversation to the best of our ability. Or just have a good conversation. What, what, but there's no expectations. Like, whatever the conversation turns into is what I want it to be. And I just want – I want quality qual, – a quality conversation. That's that's all I'm looking for here. That's, like, that's my only goal. Obviously, the goal would be nice to – I don't know, like, to – Build up an audience would be awesome, and I plan on doing that. But for now, it's just it's all fun. It's all fun, and it's it's. I'm gonna grow as a person. I'm gonna become more articulate, more personable, more charismatic, better conversationalist. I mean, there's so many wins to gain here that like the benefits just shouldn't be overlooked. But I I want to make it. I want to emphasize the point that I'm not doing this just for fame like because I've, I've i've tried that whenever i did vines and i did youtube i obsessed over that and i'm really happy it didn't happen for me I th i'm really happy it worked out the way it did because i've grown as a person i've grown into myself and my confidence is an all-time high and i'm trying new interests and i'm getting a college degree and i'm happy with my life and happy with who i am and who i'm becoming and where i'm headed and where this podcast is headed especially so can't complain about that I guess that's the send off. Should we should we end it on that, Grandpa? Yeah. Shut her down. Shut her down.